0: Hey, guys, before I take you to today's content, I want you guys to take advantage of our pro web legal services initiative that we have going on right now in the second quarter of 2024. What is that? Well, it's a website that you get 100% full-blown website with one-year maintenance because with SSL certificate, hosting, etc all for 50% less than the normal cost. This this offer used to be $4,500. We're now giving it to you for $2,250, 100%, no strings attached. All you have to do is go to the show notes right now and click on the link where it says Pro Web Legal, and you'll get all the information. So until then, enjoy the show.
1: welcome to Marketing Solutions for Local Law Firms, the podcast that provides you with all of the latest digital marketing tools, tips, and strategies you will need to implement in order to stay ahead of your competition. If you are looking to substantially increase your caseload in the next six months, this is the podcast for you. And now, here's the host of our show, the local business guy himself, Frank Deming.
0: Hello, 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 everyone. This is Frank Deming, the local business guy. Welcome to another episode of Marketing Solutions for local law firms. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day, everyone. I hope you guys are having a rocking, rocking week thus far. Today is Meet the Attorney. Just like I mentioned last week, we have another Meet the Attorney episode. And today's episode is like none other. I don't know you've heard me say that before. However, this really is like none other. Because we're going to be talking about a topic I've never talked about on the show. Uh, And I want to bring someone that's going to enlighten us with this topic. Her name is the great Beth McDaniel. And we're here to talk about doing business with a legal edge. We don't know what that is, but I'm sure Beth is going to enlighten us. How's it going, Beth?
2: It's going good, Frank. It's good to be here. Thank you.
0: Good to have you here. So, um, Beth, why don't you tell us? Why don't you start off by telling us who are you and what do you do?
2: Well, my name is Beth McDaniel. Um, who am I? Wow, that's a big question. Uh <laughs> I'm a mom. I'm actually a grandmother. Um, I am a um steward of the environment and steward of humanity, I'd like to think. Um, I'm a lawyer. Uh, and I've done a lot of things in law. And what I've um or I've applied the law rather in a lot of different ways, mostly mm. in business though. And um, what I'm doing right now is I work for a um, biotech company that's in the paint and coatings industry where we innovate paints and coatings um, by add, um, adding functionality from nature into paints and coatings to achieve some sort of desired result. So an antimicrobial surface, Mm. Or and I'm talking about after the paint goes on a or a coating goes onto to a surface to have a surface that is then and it dries up that is then antimicrobial or self cleaning and since uh twenty eighteen we've been working on another platform technology which is a a coating system that actually pulls down c o two from mm. the atmosphere. It's a climate change technology. It's a carbon removal technology. Now, you might be asking, what does a lawyer have to do with that? And a lot, because law is embedded in every business. I was you about know. to
0: say. You yeah, there's always some,
2: some kind of <laughs> legalese that someone's got to read. Yep. And I'm that person, okay? I'm kind of the embedded um, attorney in our company. I'm not kind of, I am. But mm. also, I take on different roles. I'm president of that company. It's called Reactive Surfaces. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm president of that company, and I'm also in-house counsel. I sit on the board.
0: So, so tell me something. I mean, that's that's an interesting thing. Um, it's something I want to know about it, though. So, are you talking about like so? So you have to get first. You have to get the paint, and then you have to inject some of the stuff in there. Or, or how, how does that work? I
2: can describe it. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm a translator of sorts for our company also, because the people that I work with are all head scientists big time that yeah. <laughs> no, they're good at explaining it too, but we do work with a lot of scientists that have digged in very deep. And so one of the roles that I take on and and that a lot of lawyers do is just kind of the voice of the public, the voice to the public and kind of explaining things. Okay. Anyway, having said that, what we do is um certain nature provides a lot of functionality in the form of biomolecules things like enzymes peptides they're prolific in your environment they're all over you right now billions of them right now they're not hurting you at all in fact they're helping you do certain things mm-hmm. and um so we wanted to find non toxic um um formulations for paints and coatings that were also functional so we can take like an enzyme for instance that's that breaks down greases, natural greases, fats, and oils in nature. And what our science is or the art of what we do is we know how to take that and put that into a coating system, a paint, a, you know, or a coating. A coating is used to, to protect a, an underlying surface. That's what paints do. Mm-hmm. And we can make that paint um, also self-cleaning and enzymatic. So even when it dries, it has those qualities of breaking down greases, fats, and oils. So in a practical sense, if you wanted to know what it looked like, and you know, then it would be like on your um, kitchen countertop. You might, if you were cooking up a bunch of vegetables and frying them, and you had grease all over your countertop, and then it uh, was breaking, then it had that enzyme in there, it would break down those um, fats and oils into their component parts without you doing anything. And you would just like wipe it away. It wouldn't be greasy anymore. Um, that kind of, and it could be used in a whole bunch of different applications. So that's the most obvious one, maybe, but it could hmm. be used. We've also developed coatings for computer screens, you know, because think of all the yucky fingerprints and all that junk that you get on your computer screen or on your cell phone. Um, we've just developed them for optics. So we use that technology, that coating technology in a lot of different coatings across the spectrum. Um, even sewer pipes and things that you would never think about. Um,
0: Sewer pipe is definitely needed.
2: Yeah. You've heard about those fat birds that come out, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm fascinated by that. Um, so I mean, I'm assuming it's also good for fabric? Or no?
2: Yeah, there's all sorts of uses for um for the technology. Um, the antimicrobial, um Peptide technology is, is another platform technology that we have at reactive surfaces. And that one is more applicable to deodorizing and, you know, antimicrobial technology. Now, the difference you'll hear about antimicrobial fabrics, for instance, and, and other coatings that are antimicrobial. What we add to the mix is those are usually like heavy metals, um, usually like nanosilver or something like that. And so, uh, what we add to the mix is something that's uh, non-toxic and naturally occurring and that does the same thing you know mm-hmm. that can in.
0: okay so give me an example of where this is being used i've, I've never heard of this so i i just i'm, I'm a little confused as like where where is it being used like have have we seen it anywhere
2: um you yeah sometimes you've seen it and sometimes you wouldn't know it and sometimes i can't talk about it Because it would be under an NPA. So usually what we, we're a business to business um, Mm -hmm. company. So we're innovating on behalf of, let's say a Sherwood Williams or someone comes to us and says, Hey, we want a particular coding system that has this functionality. And for the, with these specifications, then we work on that in our lab. And then we, um, and then we come up with a, um, a product that suits their needs. That And we get it to the point where it's shelf ready and then, but we're not manufacturers of paints and coatings. So it's, you know, then we license that technology out
0: mm. and
2: that therein lies a lot of the legal work that I do is, you know, drawing up these contracts and negotiating these licenses for the uh, license of our technology and how to use it and what's required and and how we support that um there's for instance a caulk on the market um a sealant we've worked Mm -hmm. with sealants also functionalizing those um and um let's see i can't even remember what they call it because once they have it it's theirs okay and um so it's a company called sashco and they're yeah so it's like uh, a sealant that you would use in your bathroom or something like that, and it um, completely will rid it, will stay clean of microbes, and um, it's self-cleaning.
0: Gotcha. So, um, so basically, what you're saying is, we're using it. We probably don't even know. It's probably we've, we've probably Sometimes. used it at some point.
2: Maybe and we didn't.
0: Yeah. When we didn't know. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. So, if, if so, if anyone out there wondering hey, I'm cleaning this thing and it's coming off like butter now you know why
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes, and sometimes the technologies are not adopted not because they're not successful but because we don't have anything to do with it at that point you know mm-hmm. so we've every time we've developed a functional coding we it has been successful. I gotcha. mean we're about a thousand and so but believe me, not every time is it adopted. And that becomes their deal, whether they're you know it becomes a budget thing or all over you know all other um, factors that go into whether a company is going to adopt a new technology and market it and put it on the shelves and everything that goes with that.
0: Okay. Um, Just out of curiosity, because I want the audience to really get to know you and how maybe you can help them or if they have any questions about you about this technology, Uh, and just just about you in general. Just curious. You know how did how did you what led you to this? I mean, you're, you're a lawyer and everything, and I understand this as you you apply the law to this. But wh- what led you to this?
2: Um. Well, I married the scientist. I know you're looking for, <laughs> <laughs> for a more inspiring story. <laughs> so I married the guy that invented it all, and he is a brilliant scientist, and we've developed Got this it. company together. Um, and there's, yeah, I mean, he had, uh, he is an innovator at heart. Um, he's a biochemist, PhD, and he's just been, uh, innovating in this space for quite some time. Our, in our latest innovation, I'll tell you the inspiration for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because he's a space nut and he's always, he's a biochemist. Um, and, um, is always looking for life. You know, this is something that is in, in for, for a long time, he was looking for life on other planets and that was you know uh something that was really uh you know inspiring him at that time and he uh did some scientific expeditions ended up going um up to the arctic on one of these expeditions and while he was traversing through like huge boulders and you know on their way to do some so get some samples somewhere you know close to some arctic lake he saw uh, in this landscape of complete like gray everywhere. He saw this bright red. Um, he thought it was like a, a um, geolocation um, paint mm-hmm. on a rock, mm-hmm. and so he went over there. But what he what he saw was not paint. It was lichen, mm. and lichen is um, lichen is a combination of two different organisms, mm-hmm. uh, an algae and a fungus um the algae do what algae does which is photosynthesize and in doing so pulling down co2 with the help of sunlight and um and water and um and then building you know it's converting that into glucose or whatever is their fruit mm-hmm. and uh, releasing oxygen so um, the fungus in that organism, in the lichen organism, allows the lichen, I mean, allows the algae to do that within that organism and not outgrow itself, um, to keep on working, not die. Um, it allows it to have gas exchange. It allows it to have sunlight, but not too much UV. So they work synergistically together and the, um, the algae photosynthesize within the lichen and some lichen live to be like a thousand years old. Mm. Uh, and you see them, and they're brightly colored, and they're real thin, and they're stuck to the rock, and it's just like, what? Hmm. Paint. paint. Okay. And so we were in the paint business, and he saw that, and he's like, this is like paint. Like, we need to look into this. And so he, we cut into a lichen to see what it, was, what it looked like microscopically on the inside. And when we got hit with you know, the realization, I'd say, about climate change, then... He said, we need to design this paint. We're going to design it after lichen, and we're going to build it like a lichen is built. And -hmm. that's what we did. So we built a coating system that is designed after lichen. It has algae in it, not just a biomolecule this time, but we got our functionality from a real organism. And, And it's an algae that photosynthesizes. And so now we have a paint that photosynthesizes. And we can use that to spread over a whole bunch of surface area to get as much work done as we can possibly get done to help the climate change situation.
0: Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. So you've you've adapted the lingo and everything. <laughs> I hear it all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Um <laughs> So you know, it's funny. I just can't resist to say this because I know you're originally from Houston. So your husband went up to you and said, "Houston, we have a problem." No, I'm just joking. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, couldn't resist. Uh, so that that's interesting. So you so you kind of married the scientist. That's what kind of drove you into this this line of legal <clears throat> legal entity, if you will. Uh, but prior to this, what um, what? What were you doing from the, from a legal standpoint?
2: Yeah, a lot of different things. And I will also interject that my husband is a scientist too. So he's a patent attorney. Um, He's one of those scientists that they, he was so good at what he did that a law firm got a hold of him and said, let us send you to law school so you can be a patent attorney. Cause you know, that's a specialization. You have to be a scientist or an engineer to be a patent attorney.
0: You know, it's so funny about that. I was Uh one of my, Things was I was gonna say. I'm sure this is a patented thing, and there you go. You already well, answered.
2: I don't think your audience can see us, but if you can see what's behind me, right?
0: Oh yeah, you got These a bunch all- of wow, wow, guys. It's a, she's got a whole wall full of patents. So they're, they're so legally
2: protect our innovation. They're, they're <laughs>
0: legally protected. <laughs> the same yeah. As well.
2: So as a lawyer. I would say, you know, my job in this company because it is so IP driven mm-hmm. is to, um, and I don't do that. And Steve actually doesn't do it anymore. We have outside help, you know, patent agents and, and firms that that drive that because we're so deep into the the business of um, you know carbon capture and, and our other technologies. Um, and so, yeah, in a company that's coming out with a lot of IP, you have to have a plan. For that, you know, you have mm-hmm. to have a methodology for even just protecting your innovation. Patents are not always the right thing to to do. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, sometimes things are better held um, as a trade secret. And um, then there's all sorts of, um, you know, protection that you need to be able to prove up. If someone tries to steal it and you end up in court, you need to be able to show that you've done taken certain actions as you know as a reasonable company would do to protect your trade secrets because if you don't, then they ain't trade secrets.
1: Mm, you
2: know that's true. So a trade secret is defined by how well you do you protect it as a trade secret. And if you don't, it's kind of like, nah, you ain't got that. So um so you better be able to show that. You better be able to show how you deal with your employees. You have to be able to show how you deal with your contractors, your clients, you know, on that basis and you know, and so there's a lot of legal work that goes into just being in a in a innovation driven company, um, even if you're not the one like me, I'm not the one protecting the innovation, not on a patent level, you know, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. but in-house, there's a lot of things that you want to be able to show that you've done to protect your innovation.
0: OK, now, what, uh, what are you guys what are you guys doing? Oh, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off. You were gonna oh, I was going
2: to go back to your original question because I went off. Sorry.
0: I uh, got I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: Oh, you were going to ask what I've done before this, but
0: uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Answer that. And then I have, cause I have another, cause I, I, I the way I work these things is, is you know, I don't script anything. I know a lot of, of po- consciousness. No, I, yeah, love it. I, I know a lot of podcasters out there have a script that I don't, I rather just shoot and as, as things come in, I think it makes it more interesting for the audience, but go ahead. What were you, what were you doing before this? Then I'll ask you the other question.
1: We'll be back after a quick break.
0: Hey guys, I hope you guys are enjoying today's content. While I have you on here, I want to introduce you to a promo that we have going on for the spring of 2024 for all legal practices throughout the U.S. I have an outstanding offer that we've never been able to offer before, but we want to do it because you have been an avid listener. We're only promoting this to people who listen to the show. So if you're an attorney and you are an avid listener to the show and you're thinking about possibly opening your own practice, you want to pay attention to the announcement we are offering a full website with hosting ssl certificate online booking service online appointment uh, management and more and much much more um with a one-year maintenance all for 2250 that's 2250 dollars one-time fee and you have a full-fledged website if you want to know more about this uh, just give us a call at 888-416-7752 or send us an email at info at L-B-M-S-L-L-C.com. Just make sure that you heard, you, you mentioned that you heard it on the show and we'll definitely um, get you that discount. So with that, I'm going to bring you back to the content. Well, yeah,
2: that's kind of a longer answer than you might want to, then, then you might want it this time okay you can give me the reader's digest, digest version yeah right okay uh yeah or the cliff notes that's what we used to read in the, back in the 80s when i was in high school ah, okay. <laughs> um yeah so um yeah i got licensed i've been doing it a long time i got licensed back in the 1900s um mm. and wow uh-huh and um <laughs> so i started out um right after I got out of law school, I had no prospects. I mean, I was a B student. I got through, it wasn't that hard, but I didn't have like people clamoring. I wasn't, I didn't come from a family of law of lawyers and, you know, I didn't have a lot of contacts in there. And so I didn't have people clamoring, but my brother called me up. He's a serial entrepreneur and he calls me up and he was doing a lot of real estate at the time, kind of flipping properties and stuff like that. And he said, Hey, I got a hold of this land and austin on lake travis and um you know it's all it's 300 acres of lakefront land and and um it's just bare land and and i want to i got it you know under contract and i need a few permits from the from the city the local jurisdiction a little town called jonestown and um can you go help me with that and i was like yeah I, i ain't got nothing you know i just got licensed and and i got a job so sure he's like i think it'll take about three weeks so um, about eight years later, we got done with the project <laughs> and hey, it had, <laughs> wow a lot longer. So I had a job. I locked myself into a job and um, doing something that I had no idea what I was doing, which was land development, like building roads, utilities, getting all the permits. My job was to go really through the city and the county to get permits um, for us to do what we needed to do to build the land and I mean, to build like I said, the land, we weren't building houses. We were just developing the land so that mm-hmm. lots could be sold to either builders or to um, people to build their own lots. I mean, to build, build their own houses. So it was years and years of dealing with the city and it was de- dealing with reluctant neighbors. And we were building a marina and that shows that really gets people riled up. And um, we had a lot of lawsuits. So I, I got a lot of legal experience. You know, I set up property owners association. I managed it. I managed it. You know, I learned how to deal with, uh, you know, angry property owners or otherwise. I learned how to deal with the city and and stuff like that. And we um, and we had to prevail and we prevailed ultimately on some really key lawsuits and that um, and we ended up um, developing and selling out of it in like 2005. So uh, it was a really good experience. Really good. I, I learned some valuable nuggets about that.
0: Was it harder in the 1900s than it is now?
2: (laughs) Um, You know, it seemed harder because I didn't have as much experience.
0: Um,
2: Yeah. And I had to, you know, I had to mess a few things up and learn the hard way on some things. I didn't really have anyone mentoring me uh, Mm. until, until, well, there was, there was an um, he, he, he didn't mean to be, he was just the lawyer that was helping already And he was kind of a friend uh, and he was nice enough to kind of walk me through things and teach me the ropes. Um, And so, yeah, Uh, yeah, I learned a lot about lawsuits. In the meantime, I actually did some criminal law with a friend of mine. I sat in on he was a criminal attorney and I got to send in, sit in on some cases with him and um, do some criminal defense. So Uh, So
0: you let some bad guys out, huh?
2: We didn't get him out. Yeah, they were they were destined for the <laughs> for the pen. They I mean, one of them had a videotape of what he did. OK, I mean, it was a car chase. and The police had a videotape of him. So, I mean, it's really hard to get out of something like that. But we, yeah, we gave him a good defense put it that way.
0: <laughs> that that that, you know, that practice area has always been fascinating to me. You know, but uh, anyway, it's exciting. I digress. Um, all right. So, what the other question I was going to ask you was, how get the word out about the scientific discovery, if you will, that you and your husband did. Um, like, how do how do you, you know, how do you approach? Uh, because i you know, it's a B two B market, obviously. So, how do you approach like a Sherman Williams, if you will, and say, hey, I've got this idea. Like, how how does what's that looking like?
2: Well. Usually what we do is before we start approaching companies um, with these solutions that we've come up with. So, so for instance, like I mentioned, sometimes a company will come to us and hire us to do something very specific.
0: Mm. And
2: um, then other times we just innovate on our own, like the carbon capture coatings. That was just an idea that, you know, we innovated. And so you're right. We've got to take that out to you know, the paint companies and to, uh, to other companies that might be interested. And um the way that we do that is from a legal standpoint is first we protect it in whatever way we're gonna protect our IP. Okay. Mm. And so we put our bars around it, we decide what it is that we're gonna that we're gonna share, what it's not. We we get it protected either as trade secret or we get a patent application filed on it. And um and then we'll publish. We usually publish in trade journals. So we have a ton of publications in like Codings World or um, Coatings tech magazines. they're they're all over the world. Um, and um, then uh, and then sometimes we'll go to mainstream media. So with carbon capture coatings, because there are so many uh, there's so much interest in climate change solutions, we've really approached the mainstream media for that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, and that's you know, it's something different. They're looking for solutions, and so we've gotten a lot of traction. Doing that,
0: gotcha. And how how long has this been in existence? I'm just, I, I think I forgot to ask you that. Earlier. Well, our
2: company, Reactive Surfaces, was started in 2001. Okay, gotcha. um, and we've been working on our climate change um, carbon capture coatings for about five years since 2018. Since we got kicked in the head by a UN report that came out that finally like woke us up to the whole thing.
0: Mm. Interesting. Never heard of an attorney getting kicked in the head, but okay. Everything is everything. <laughs> All the stuff is new to me anyway. <laughs> awesome, but you, you know, so you have extensive, uh, basically an extensive background. You know, you did some criminal defense. You've, you know, you've gotten into some, you know, business law. Um, so you know, so this is something that's when you took on something like this. Was it like a smooth transition? Was it difficult? Like. You know, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of reading involved, but, you know, mm-hmm. attorneys always read a lot. But, you know, so how was how was that transition like? I'm just curious.
2: Well, certain things um, transition pretty well, you know, like um, the the skills go pretty well from one topic to another. So, for instance, you know, employment, labor law stuff, you know, I've done that for you know, I, mean, I didn't mention all the other companies that I would work for, but I've I've been kind of in-house counsel. For another company that I for about 10 years I was serving as in-house counsel for them. Mm-hmm. and you know the same kind of principles applied to whatever company when it comes to labor law, for instance, or when it comes to protection of of trade secrets. Um, so I applied a lot of uh, you know a lot of those kind of same um, skills and experience to, whatever company I was in, tax stuff, there's insurance stuff. Everyone, if you're the lawyer, they want you to read all the contracts, you know, so you get to do the insurance, you get to do whatever business contracts, you know, and that's the main thing. That's where I can really, you know, put my skills um, to work for whoever I'm working for is to just understand the underlying business is probably the most important thing is understand it, understand what the you know, because I would say I'm I'm more of a business person with a legal edge, and so I, w- if you understand the business, you're a better lawyer because you know mm-hmm. how to negotiate. You know where the weaknesses are, you know where the strengths are on both sides. You know, and so you know where you can push and where you can pull, and uh, negotiate the terms that are best. You know, for the situation, and mm-hmm. so that's what I find myself doing a lot is writing a lot of these. You know, licenses or technical support agreements or something like that, and working with our clients to make it work for them as well. So awesome,
0: awesome. awesome sauce. So, are you enjoying what you're doing? Or are you are you living your best life, Beth? What's-
2: yeah, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say that the law defines me, but it's been a tool in my toolbox, and I've used it in so many ways that it's just been one of the best tools that I've had right. um, because you know, look, work is not always going to be your, you know, panacea for happiness. Okay. I mean, it's just sometimes work is just hard. That's why they call it work. Um, But Mm -hmm. um, what really makes me happy is helping other people. You know, I've used the law in a lot of those ways too, outside of my work. Sometimes it's for my work. Um, But for instance, you know, I've done a lot of peer mediation in schools. Um, I love teaching that to, to, to teenagers, you know, how to mediate their own disputes. That's just Mm -hmm. voluntary, but it makes whatever I'm doing. Okay. If I'm using that, you know, in my, uh, I I consider that my practice too, because I I care about kids Mm -hmm. and um, so I love I've loved doing that in the past, going in and teaching peer mediation. I've also taught advocacy and human rights mm-hmm. um, in schools, and those have been some of the best, you know, most successful projects that I've had. I think, um, you know, taking kids in and going in into lawmakers offices and advocating for what we believe and um, and teaching about human rights and what what people should expect they should have in life. Mm-hmm. So, I think you can use your law practice in a lot of ways I mean to you know if it's not as fulfilling um in your work, you know some people aren't going to find that fulfillment doing contract work or or you know suing you know people or whatever for on other people's behalf. you can still use those skill sets that you've learned and really go out and do something so meaningful to you, whatever that is
0: that makes sense um. Which leads me to another question. What, what does Beth do for fun other than the law?
2: <laughs> I read about climate change. It's so depressing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Too. Uh,
0: That's good. Hey, I uh, mean, you're passionate about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: hey, I'm guilty of the same thing. I mean, I, I love what I do. I don't consider this work. Um, I, you know, I do this podcast because I really enjoy speaking to people. Uh, I, you know, when I work on c- campaigns for my clients, I enjoy it. It doesn't seem like I work. Yeah. Um, Sometimes when I come home and my girlfriend says, how was your day? Well, I always say it was excellent. You know, what'd you do? So I, I helped this client get five new cases or whatever, you know, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, well, that sounds like you were busy. I don't know. I I woke up, I did what I did and all of a sudden I'm home. So what's going on to me? That's how, that's how my day goes.
2: It can be very fulfilling. I've found, I've found like a lot of satisfaction in that rhythm of just Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. And I never thought that I would be in my fifties and working as as much as I do, you know, I mean, I work, you know, more than 40 hours, probably a week just because I'm in in it all the time at home. I'm in it. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're just always talking about it. And, and doing things that we would do at work. And then I, I love being, you know, a mom, my kids are grown, but you know, mm-hmm. all that yeah. goes with that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Travel. So
0: how, how is it, how is it working with your spouse? I mean, that's, I mean, you guys are basically in the same thing. I, I mean, I'm just kind of curious about that too. That's a, that's a different dynamic as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are good things and there are a few not as good things like there's great things about it is because it's like, it's like our other baby. I mean, it keeps things. We're, we're always talking about our stuff. You know, mm-hmm. there's never nothing to talk about, um, between, mm-hmm. you know, your regular stuff that you talk about, family, politics, blah, 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 you know, and then, and, and then your work, but we're always talking about this. And, uh, so, um, that's great. And I think we're, we feel, each other's gaps kind of like steve my husband is very very much a scientist very driven in that way he's very future driven and in i keep on using that word sorry he's just very you it's know okay. Method- to-
0: methodical maybe
2: yeah kind of in mm-hmm. a way that i'm not you know i'm very present and um and i'm more of a social butterfly than he is and so that kind of makes up for him and and then he's um he keeps me going in a path and you know keeps me honest about where we're going on things and so we enhance each other i think in our um in our business and we have completely different roles like i'm the president which is you know which is charged with really making money and keeping things going and he's head of innovation and the ceo um Mm -hmm. And that's just a different role. And he works directly with our labs. And, you know, so he's he's guiding that innovation a lot, you yeah, know, it's um, he knows better than to get like mad at me if I screw up and same and same with me. I mean, you just kind of have to accept it. We're all going to screw up and getting mad about it is not going to. Yeah, we just need to help each other out. It's a
0: and human. So- it's a human thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to work when you go home with it. So (laughs) got mad at me one time and I said, I'll quit. And he was like, okay, I won't ever get mad again.
0: Awesome. What is the uh what is the website, Beth? What's the website people could check out this technology?
2: Oh, sure. It's reactivesurfaces.com. And Mm -hmm. that's not services, but surfaces like the surface of a table.
0: Mm -hmm. I will put a link to the uh to that website in the show notes so people can check it out. Also, with your permission, I would love to put your LinkedIn on there. I, I I know you and I are connected on LinkedIn, but if someone else wants to reach out and know more a little bit about this technology, if that's okay with you, I'd love to put your your LinkedIn information on there as well.
2: Yeah, thank you.
0: Awesome sauce. Now, um, I know you're a very busy woman, Beth, but I just want to ask you one thing before we all let you go. Is there anything that I did not ask you? that you think would benefit the audience?
2: Um, Well, I think um, you asked a lot of great questions. Um, I would finish off by saying, just having been through like different legal chapters of my life where I applied my skills in different ways, uh, I would just say, you know, use what you got because you got a lot. Mm. And if you're not using it in the way that you really want to find a way, you know, if you care about climate change or something like that, then find a way to get involved, you know, and apply your skills because we need all the help we can get, you know, in some of these big existential issues.
0: Yeah. Um, what I, 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 you know, I kind of lied. That was not the last question. (laughs) I do have one more question, if you don't mind. What's next? What's next for for Beth? What's what's the future look like with this new with this uh, creation?
2: So, with carbon capture coatings, um, and and that's not to mention some of the other technologies that we have are also extremely important things like antimicrobial technology and antiviral technology. Mm -hmm. Uh, But right now, um, with with regard to carbon capture coatings, it's very important. We have certain deadlines to meet Mm. or they call they call these tipping points where the climate will get, you know, the global warming will get bad enough that we'll go past a tipping point, which we're going to go past. Apparently in 2027, we're going to reach a tipping point of one point five degrees over pre-industrial levels Mm. of increase in temperature. We're at about one point one. They say that we'll drop back down. But what that causes these tipping points are. Places where things might start dying, like Mm. breeds of animals and um, definitely um, uh, coral reefs in the ocean are going to start and things like that. So they're important to all of us. You know, if you think of the implications and it's we're on a trajectory that we need to slow this train down because we're Mm. okay. And so um, what we're trying to do is build as is is go as big as we can, really mm-hmm. this technology because we know it works. We can account for every molecule of CO2 that's pulled down that's it creates a biomass and that's permanently sequestered. So we know we are accounting we can have, account for it scientifically. It's not the only technology that we need. It's we need a whole bunch of technology. So all the competition is welcome uh, and we support you. But we need to support carbon removal technologies. And so that is our mm-hmm. goal
0: right now. Okay. Well, I'm glad I asked that question because that's it. I mean, I did not I didn't know we were so close to the tipping point. So uh there you go, guys. Uh reach out to Beth and um and see, you know, what, what, what this is all about. I think it's is very interesting. As I told you, this is a way different Meet the Attorney episode that I've ever done. Uh i am so happy that i did find you on linkedin and we were able to distribute this throughout um, this platform so with that i am going to put an end to this episode this has been frank Deming, the local business guy and you've just been blessed by the great McDonald's. take care everyone until next week
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Marketing Solutions for Local Law Firms, the podcast that provides you with all the latest digital marketing tools, tips, and strategies you will need to implement in order to stay ahead of your competition. If you would like to know more about the topic we discussed in the show today, reach out to Frank and his team at 888-416-7752 and schedule a discovery call with one of the marketing consultants. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send an email to podcast at lbmsllc.com, and we will put you on the schedule. With that being said, until next week, make it a successful digital marketing day. Peace out.